Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today we're going to talk about an article that was in Popular Mechanics, and it questions PPE, right? And the headline, I believe, says, does PPE make us less safe? And I think this is a great question. Um, I love these type of things where we look at norms, norms that we do in our business, whether we've always done it that way, assumptions we make that, oh, well, if we wear gloves, we'll have less cuts or things will be safer. And maybe the cuts go down, but you're not safer if they get caught in equipment. There's, you know, there's a lot of things and or maybe gloves do make you safer. I don't know what the answer is in that case, but I do know um, I like the idea of questioning. If we're doing something, we should always be taking a look and say, is this something that we should be doing and should be continuing doing? Test things out, see if it really is the best thing for everyone. So I'd like to start with a quote from the Popular Mechanics article itself. It says, researchers have uncovered something hazardous and seemingly contradictory in the state of construction safety. Roofers with more safety gear in place are actually more likely to engage in riskier behaviors, making the workers less safe overall. Now that study that they bothered to take up, that research they were doing, doing was driven by the fact that the fatal worker-related falls increased 26% between 2011 and 2016, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, it is unclear. I actually went to the, the website. It's called FRED, but it's the St. Louis Fed data website. And I looked at all employees in construction, and it definitely looks like the amount of workers went up from 2011 to 2016. So it's unclear how much of that increase has to do with the number of additional workers in the workplace or maybe additional hours worked. Okay, so I would have rather have seen this thing in terms of number of falls per hours worked or something to that effect. But what's critical here is that if more and more PPE is put in place, in place, we should see fatalities decreasing or at least like staying stagnant. So, okay, the number of people have working have gone up. So um, if we're doing better, they should be kind of hovering around the same spot, right? That's what we would be hoping for if not actually seeing a decrease. But that's not what we're seeing, right? We're seeing them, we're seeing them go up and think about that, it's gone up 26% over five years. That's a big number, so something's off. It's not like, you know, we're talking about single digits and, you know, the percentage of workers going up. So it's kind of balanced, a 25%, 1-4% increase over a five-year period is pretty significant. So it's something we need to take a look at. Now, how do the researchers come to their conclusion that the more safety gear increased risky behavior? What they did was they set up like a pitched roof just in a room, right? So they were, wasn't a real fall hazard, right? But they had a similar pitch to a residential roof. They gave the participants training on how to install the roofing and then equipped them with VR headsets. And then they piped in sound to simulate the sound of the street, cars driving by, um, job site sounds, and they also had wind introduced as well. So they tried to as closely mirror a site as possible uh, and additionally, they installed a sensor on the individual's ankles so they could track the location of the person on the roof as well as they're visually watching them. Then they divided them into three groups. 
The first group were, wore, wore only PPE, hard hat gloves and not glasses, knee pads. So hard hat gloves and knee pads. No fall protection. The next group wore their PPE and a fall arrest system. And the third group had PPE, a fall arrest system, and a perimeter guardrail. Now I'm going to quote again from the article. The study found that the more protections in place, the closer the subject moved themselves to the roof edge, and the more they allowed themselves to lean out over the edge, demonstrating excessive risk-taking behavior. The subjects believed that fall protection measures would fully protect them or guarantee less serious injury, the authors wrote, and were interpreted as an increased sense of invulnerability. According to the researchers, such results may explain why injury rates have remained at worrisome levels despite advances and additions of protective measures within the construction industry. So there's a term for this, okay, this feeling of invincibility. It's a psychological theory known as risk compensation. I'm paraphrasing here, which is when the added layer, when added layers of safety make the individual, oh, how do you like that one, Joe? make the individual feel less safer and therefore take more risks. So there's more protections in place, I feel safer, I take more risks. Let's think about this in construction terms, right? We all see people tied off in a lift and then standing on the top rail or in a boom lift and doing something um, stupid because they're tied off in there, right? But they're on unstable ground or on a really steep pitch, right? Doing things that aren't really Smart, you're tied off, but then you're taking these other risks because you maybe feel protected. Uh, another place where I could see this happening is if you had the power company come out and sleeve the power line because you needed to work near there. And then you just kind of cavalierly work around that. Like, no, you should probably be careful. That's really friggin' dangerous, right? So I could see um, that there's certainly probably a potential for some merit in there. Um, and then some commonplace or uh, general life things that have happened. A nice thing to do is take a quick look and actually just Google risk compensation and go to their Wikipedia page. And you can see countless examples of helmets, bike helmets, football helmets, skiing, and the level of risk taking going up with helmets. They looked at injuries for in football in the time period when they added helmets in and the amount of head injuries that increased when the helmets increased, right? They go ahead and look at the data. I don't have all the numbers on it because where they used to lead with their shoulder to tackle, they started to learn to, I'll lead with my head because I have this helmet on, right? And then you start having head injuries. Um, another interesting one was in Sweden, they changed from driving on the left side of the road to driving on the right side of the road. And follow that change, it happened in 1967, there was a drop in crashes and fatalities, which was linked to this apparent risk, right? So they said, oh, we're moving over. Everybody better be careful about how they're driving. And the number of motor insurance claims went down 40%. Now, those claims returned to normal over the next six weeks, but fatality levels took up to two years to return to normal. So people flip-flopped and they said, oh, this is risky, I'm uncomfortable, I need to pay attention, and claims went down 40%. That's a drastic number, right? And fatalities went down. So that just shows it's a matter of 
how comfortable you feel. If you don't, if you're uh, don't have that sense of comfort, you're being a lot more careful, and you're going to be safer. Um, there's another good example out there that I wasn't that's escaping me right now that I liked. Oh, it was bikers. They videoed drivers, and drivers get closer distance to bikers with helmets. So if there's a so what the study showed was when if someone was driving down the street without a bike helmet on, a car stayed further away from that person than if they would when the helmet's on. So like, oh, and, and it's funny, like you don't normally, I know like I wouldn't, right? It has to be happening on a subconscious level because you wouldn't consciously be like, oh, that guy's a, or girl has a helmet on. I'll just drive super close to them, right? Like you, you wouldn't do that. You always kind of, you would think you're just being generally cautious, but um, when they looked at it, apparently it looks like the data shows that um, you're more comfortable driving closer to a person with a helmet on. Uh, some other things out there, like you could look at anti-lock brakes, seatbelts, things like that, about what happened to people when those changes happen through times. So the results could point to several possibilities. This, these are kind of my opinion uh, of needed changes uh, in construction. First off, I think risk, the risk compensation theory should be discussed. Uh, I think that train, training should be given with examples and data, like tell that story about people driving on the other side of the road and what happened with bikers. And, you know, like I said, I didn't write all these things down, so I don't remember all the stories, but pull out some of those stories and give those examples with the data in story form. Us as humans relate to stories. So tell the people stories, tell everybody that works on the site these stories, and then allow them, and you know, if it helps to prompt it to some degree, but allow us as humans to then take that information and think about maybe where we might be doing with that ourselves when we're, we're, when we're wearing PPE. Like, oh, we have glasses on, we're fine. Well, no, it can get under your glasses. You know, you should, doesn't mean you want sparks flying in your face because you have a shield there. Let's, well, you know what, let's def deflect the sparks as much as possible and that shield should be a backup. But just get everybody to think in that manner. I also think we should look at the data when we make decisions about the PPE to which we require. Not just slap on more PPE because more is better. Um, I feel the same way about construction signage. You go to some job sites and there is friggin' signs everywhere on everything. Don't do this, do that, did you check this, look up, do that, right? When you have that amount of information, it just becomes like background noise because no one could walk down the hall on a construction site and read every single sign. You wouldn't get anywhere. So maybe we should reserve the signs for when they're critically needed, when there's something dangerous there. So when you're walking, you go, oh, a sign, let me look at that. But if there's 27 signs to read, when you go from the stairwell across the floor and into another stair, I'm telling you this much, you're not reading the 27 signs. We couldn't, we couldn't do it. So, you know, maybe we use PPE more selectively. Maybe we use signage more selectively. And I might be wrong. And someone should do a podcast and tell me why I'm wrong because, uh, you know, I want to know that. That's kind of the point of doing this. Like, what are the assumptions we make that we should probably take a better look at? Last thing is tech. Tech might provide some answers, right? Wearables seem like they have some promise. Um, I could really see equipment that have automatic shutoffs on them because then that's not even, oh, I feel comfortable because I have some measure of protection. Like, no, there's just an automatic shutoff. But I did read in the article where they talked about like blindside cameras, 
okay, that's all well and good, but if the sensor fails and you still don't look, you're probably going to be in a pretty bad accident and maybe hurt. So even, even technologies with, with, that improve things have a little bit of risk in them too. So, you know, wearables, they might, like I said, they might have some promise, but I would say those things equally have the ability to lull us into complacency or a sense of invulnerability, and that all remains to be seen. So I'm interested to see how all of this plays out, what role data plays, what role companies like SmartVid might play in this, how wearables fit in, and how con- conversations with workers fit in. And you know, it goes back to that, the safety culture and getting people to think in that way. And I think, I, I really do think being precise and not just piling stuff on to pile it on goes a long way because if everything's a risk then people lose sight of anything being a risk a risk so when we're forcing people to put on hard hats when we're doing punch list and painting okay literally just painters in the room painting and we say but policy is hard hats gloves and glasses we lose the workers because we're not using common sense Uh, I would love to hear what everyone has to say. I'm sure there might be some pushback from folks that people are going to say, nope, more PPE is better, no doubt. Um, And this is never to say, I'm not saying by any means that we shouldn't be wearing PPE. I just think we should be having a conversation about having the right PPE at the right times and making people aware of potential invulnerabilities that they might feel and telling them the stories to make sure that that doesn't happen. Okay, let me know what you think. Thanks. We out. We out. We out.